you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together, we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. The Around the NFL podcast is starting a children's podcast. Welcome back to another edition of the Around the NFL podcast. My name is Dan Hansis, and I'm joined by a room filled with heroes. Mark Sessler, Colleen Wolf, and Greg Rosenthal. What's up, people? Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> I think that's a throwback nod to when we had our children in here roughly two and a half months ago. So, you know, a little bit late to the action yeah. with that with that intro. Extremely timely. Mm-hmm. Well done. Colleen Wolf sounds like she could be a children's podcast character or something. Really? Yeah, there's this like this this little wolf who's like, you know, kinda My dad actually calls me little wolf. Yeah, you so, know, kind of there like you, go. you know, she gets into a little bit of trouble. But in the end, she learns a lesson. <laughs> it's a nice thought, Greg. Thank you. And I just want mind. to be careful. Not sure what to do with that. I am dealing with some things behind the scenes right now, fighting for different rights for the show. And you, your your intro is hey, hey, hey. And that's a little close to hey, 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 Fat Albert. I'd be oh. careful. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. You're right. You're yeah. right. We should take that out of the show, maybe. Maybe. I'm just saying we want to make sure that we don't get you in trouble. All right, cool. One Thank of many you. elements Appreciate that will that. be stripped away. Endless uh, elements being taken out of the show. Um. Okay. Are you, am I an element that's going to be taken out of the show? <laughs> no, now that you're part of this children's show that Greg has cooked up. <laughs> I love this children's show. Uh, yes, we're, uh, of course, this is the Around the NFL podcast presented by Head & Shoulders. And uh, coming up on today's show, oh, so much coming up on today's show. Uh, Monday night football recap uh, between, of course, uh, the Cowboys and Cardinals and more drama, of course, tied to uh, the National Anthem protests. Also, uh, coming off a week, a bizarre week, a bizarro week three, uh, where everything that we thought was right was wrong and everything that was wrong was right. Let's look ahead to week four and see if we can maybe predict this time the things that won't make sense. It's probably not going to work out, but we'll try. (laughs) And, of course, Greg, this is what you're here for. This is what you've been waiting seven days, <laughs> waiting all day for Tuesday day. Careful, Dan. <laughs> oh, wait. Are you? You're right. Uh, after you. Yeah. Okay, it's dangerous. The subreddit super contest is back for another week. Oh, yeah. oh Greg. Greggy. Well, How are you feeling, Greg? Well, I think Dan should be a little concerned because last week he, he asked 
you know, the listeners to tell me how much they, they loved the contest. And it was mostly crickets and a couple of people being like, you're right, Greg. I don't need it. I don't yeah, need, some I don't sycophants. The, <laughs> the Greg sycophants <laughs> came in. I'm just saying it, that it didn't get a big response. I was surprised. Courts, I imagine- Courts of Thunder tweets Greg to say, we, we agree, not a good segment. <laughs> <laughs> The Greg Twitter eggs, yeah, were active toward Greg. I could see that. It was like, kind of like Kevin Durant did the same thing. Exactly. I don't know if you saw that in the news. That it's great. Durant had a, a shadow account to rip on his old team. That's you ripping on the subreddit account. Yeah. <laughs> wasn't really ripping. They were just like, yeah. Agreeing with you. <laughs> um, so, yes, that comes back. And it, listen, and don't get mad at me, Greg. All, I'm not mad. You asked for all, the response. <laughs> I am giving you a true response. It was not a lot. And but let's a take a step back. Agree. Let's take a step back. You could do your spin zone there. Uh, what, however you want. That's fine. Uh, but this contest is for the listeners. It's, yes. it's to say how much we support uh, everyone out there in, this, uh, in the 7,000 army of uh, subreddit users. And if it's going to end, it's up to them. They have to end it. And I'm just going to tell you something. I wrote some new questions. I'm hoping this ends today, but it maybe it won't. <laughs> oh, we'll no. see. Okay. So we would never pull the lever on it if it were going on to like August 2023. I'm t- make the, we'll make the questions very easy. What is Mark's <laughs> yeah. name? <laughs> it could, yeah. And if that doesn't work, it will end the podcast. There yeah. is a threat level here. Yes. And maybe in the back of your mind, Greg, that's what you're worried about, that it could ruin the show. Well, I'm excited for it. It sounds like it's going to be. Crazy. I know you'll you'll love it, Connie. I love it. <laughs> uh, here we go. So we got so much to get to, but let's start, um, of course, with the Monday night football recap. The snap, the spin, the fake handoff, the drop back of seven. He's flushed. He's chased. He runs on the numbers. He cocks his arm. He throws a long pass down the middle of the end zone, leaping, two-handed, bowling down catch, touchdown, Bryce Butler, touchdown. How did he grab it? Leaping high, bringing it down as Prescott was running for his life. Is that Kevin Harlan? Of course. Wow. That is absolutely in the running for the top ten. Let's clip that one off, Erica Tamposi. Uh, yes, uh, a beautiful catch there by Bryce Butler. Uh, D- Dak Prescott played extremely well, threw two touchdowns, ran for another, and the Cardinals just could not keep up. A 28-17 win for the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, in Glendale, the Cowboys now two and one. The Cardinals drop to one and two. Greg Rosenthal, <clears throat> you were on site in uh, in Glendale uh, checking out this game. Uh, what were your thoughts about the Cowboys? Did this remind you of the team that was so great last season? No, not at all. You know they had 150 yards through three quarters. I think Dak Prescott. Uh, made some shaky decisions that have come because he's getting pressured. He's not used to it. Lyle Collins is not playing well. Tyron Smith, an all-world left tackle, Mm. had his problems last night too. But I think the Cowboys after the game were very encouraged because they found a way to win a little different. Maybe they're not going to be an explosive, crazy, dominate the other opposition offense this year, but they still got Dak Prescott, who is able, even in a game where he was a little off for three quarters, to make about four of the best plays you'll see all season, including that throw and a flip into the end zone and another play where he evaded the rush and kept the drive going where they got, you know, a score on that drive too. 
He was individually great, and the defense kept them in the game, and they finally have a star on defense in Demarcus Lawrence, who they've been looking for a pass rusher for years, and they got one, and it was the defense that really held the fort, and I think the Cowboys came out of that thinking, all right, if we can win these sort of games, we can build this offense back up, and this is the kind of season in the team that they're going to have. I feel like with Dallas, they – Last year authored this incredible story, and it felt like a team with writer's block, especially last week. They just couldn't do what you thought they could do. And this week, yes, it was imperfect in many ways, but they found a way to get productive again. I thought Ezekiel Elliott down the stretch played a really a really impressive game. I was impressed with him. He, he was stopped over and over and found a way to get that incredible long run, the touchdown run too. And one moment that I thought really hurt the Cardinals because they had those two incredible Long, clock-chewing drives out of the gate. And the second one, when Phil Dawson, yes, he is aged, but he is incredibly reliable, missed that field goal. That was crushing for, for Arizona. And then just when Carson Palmer, 10 sacks in two games, that offense is defunct when he is getting attacked that way. The end of that second drive, it's a great point, Mark, ended with a touchdown that was overturned by a holding penalty that Demarcus Lawrence caused. He had three sacks six quarterback hits, and I counted three drives that ended on a DeMarcus Lawrence play that didn't even show up in the box score. Not a QB hit, not a, a sack, where because of that holding call, because of another pressure that Palmer had to get rid of. This guy is ending drives, and through three weeks, there, there's been a lot of great defensive players this year, but you can't put anyone ahead of DeMarcus Lawrence. He's only the third player in NFL history to have multiple sacks in three straight games to start the season. Think about how many times we sat in this studio in the offseason and talked about how concerned we were about the Cowboys' defense and yeah. watching what they were able to do last night. We have to give so much credit to Rod Marinelli, and, and maybe we've been underrating a lot of the guys on, the, on this defense the whole time. Well, they have to – look, DeMarcus Lawrence has always been hurt and suspended. Yeah. This is the guy they, they're loving to see. Taco Charlton, their first-round pick, is not even a factor. Malik Collins is another uh, and very important player for them. He's a young player. They have young players in the secondary that are going to get better over the course of the season. I asked Collins after the game kind of, you know, whether the defense was – you know, excited that, hey, maybe this Cowboys team is going to be known for, you know, more than its offense. And he was like, hell yeah, we're tired. I mean, that was his quote. Hell yeah, like we are tired of being bystanders on our own team. And so maybe this is their recipe. I don't think they're going to win 13 games, but if they can be a little more balanced, they can be good. I want to I want to make sure before we move on that Larry Fitzgerald gets his credit. Man. Oh, what a game. You know, and a lot of this could be chalked up to, how much things have changed in Arizona in terms of the options that Carson Palmer has because uh, the wide receiver issues and then also David Johnson now b being gone, but targeted 15 times, 13 catches for 149 and a touchdown. Uh, and, you know, we don't know how much longer we're going to have Lyre Fitzgerald around. So it was good that we got this another prime time in front of America, a huge audience uh, watching Lyre Fitzgerald just be great. And, uh, you know, it's a, a first ballot Hall of Fame. Go ahead. He grabbed that ball from Orlando Skandrick in the air. And, that was insane. And then helped him up, put his hand out to help <laughs> him up after. <laughs> He's still fun to watch, and that won't change. And I feel the same way about Carson Palmer. And I all this stuff about whether it's his last season or not, the, the first 35 minutes of that game last night, it was I thought it was vintage Carson Palmer. It was great in Absolutely. the pocket. Absolutely. But they, you can't, they're, they're, they're defunct if they can't protect him. They, this game, even though you know, it didn't have a lot of scores for long – spots 
had the best – if you take the top five plays from this game, that's the best top five plays of any game. There was a hmm. ridiculous uh, – in in this season, a ridiculous amount of great plays, including Bryce, Bryce Butler, who had two catches for 90 yards and a touchdown, another one that was overturned when he got up and ran in on one of those catches. He only was on the field for three pass routes. That's wow. like the most efficient – that's the most efficient game in, in NFL history. How about that play by Dez where he had – how many defenders right. did he have on him that he was just, like, still going? Good and, to see that, Dez. And, and he – Dan's concerned about Dez. He could not get open. Oh. I mean, he had two catches for 14 – for 12 yards. Right. Keep me up at night. But, but he had that – like, it was, that was a Rob Gronkowski type of play. And it after was. the game, like, Butler is talking about, you know, I, I should have had more fantasy points. And, and, and Dez Bryant sitting in the locker next to him was kind of like, eh, pipe down. You know, don't get don't get concerned about your numbers. He threw up so, the X on him. So he's now he's – <laughs> like the older veteran that yeah. Yeah, don't worry about your numbers I'm just I'm just a member of the team um and you know of course the, all the controversy around the NFL and in the country right now and uh with the national anthem protests and uh Greg you were on site by the way this is a big assignment for you first of all they sent you to Monday Night Football to cover this on behalf of uh, the digital uh, company. You're like kind of a big deal now. How is that? A, is that a big deal? Thank you very much. Wow. Here with uh, NFL.com's oh. Greg Rosenthal. <laughs> no, this is big. NFL. Yeah. The NFL.com. The NFL.com. Thanks for fitting us in today, Greg. <laughs> Connie. <laughs> this is a... I'm trying to deflect attention off of me that I usually get... Banter between a couple of network stars. stars. Well, also, <laughs> give me a break with that. It also that. is, you know, Dan's strange, you know, put down of NFL.com. NFL.com is paying for my rent. It's paying for my kid's preschool. Forget about NFL Network. NFL.com paying the bills. Wow. Mm. Nose is a little brown there, buddy. <laughs> uh, anyway, so you were on, on site and... Uh, before the national anthem, the Cowboys, including Jerry Jones and, and the ESPN cameras, got in nice and tight on Jarrah uh, during this. Dropped to one knee together as the giant uh, football field flag came out. Then they stood up and locked arms for the national anthem. Our president, Donald Trump, uh, tweeted early this morning. Guys, 3.35 a.m.? What's going on here? The booing at the NFL football games last night when the entire Dallas team dropped to its knees was loudest I have ever heard. Great anger. Uh, is that true? You were on site, Greg. No. Oh. I had to ask the writers. Yeah, fired. Did they boo briefly? I guess on the TV you could copy hear it was on pretty loud. You could hear it on it the was too. brief. It was not nearly as loud as when the Cowboys came out on, onto the field You know, for the – for the pregame introduction yeah. and things like that. It was, you know, a br brief booing, and then the Cowboys quickly got up, and everyone, you know. That's interesting, though, that, that was you it. were there, and you really didn't feel like it was loud. I mean, I've heard a lot of booing in my life. It wasn't like an overwhelming thing, and I think the fact that it was <laughs> the Cowboys. Humble brag. Was the I mean, I'm just saying, it wasn't. <laughs> like, because we had to make sure you get the story right, and it was like, oh, did they boo there for a second, or – but it, yeah. it sounded loud on the broadcast. On, yeah. on television, you okay, can maybe. notice. But I also say it's the Cowboys sitting out there, too. It's kind of a right. not a popular figure in that stadium to start no. with. All yeah. right, so that was the Monday Night Football contest. And, and to yes, Greg? Well, to circle just on on the anthem stuff, it, it really spelled out how tricky this situation is that the Cowboys spoke after the game that they talked about this for three days. And they didn't come to a decision on what they were going to do until 15 to mm. 20 minutes left before the game. Jason wow. Garrett revealed that. And the players were uniformly really appreciative of what Jerry Jones did and, and their owner. And 
really the reason why it was hard to come to that agreement is similar to what happened in Pittsburgh. The Cowboys wanted the whole team to do one thing, and the team could not come to an agreement. And Mike Tomlin had a press conference that I think is worth listening to on Tuesday, which really explains sort of how tortured this is for some people inside of football because he was trying to satisfy a lot of people who feel a lot of different things, and it was hard to come up with with what he felt was the right thing to do. And I think some players are going to be upset. Some, some aren't the Cowboys at least felt like they, they got their point across. Mm -hmm. All right, let's keep moving. Do some news. Actually uh, confirm that it is an ACL tear. Um, It's unfortunate. Um, Also a broken forearm. Um, So double whammy on the play, but uh, uh, yeah, unfortunate. All right. Darren Sproles, let's start there. His season is done. Uh, the Eagles running back broke his arm and tore his ACL on the same play in uh, Sunday's win over the New York Giants. Uh, Doug Peterson, the Eagles coach, confirmed the injury to reporters on Monday, said he'll be out for the rest of the season. He was moved to IR. Uh, he has to undergo surgery on both injuries, according to Rap Sheet. And you wonder, uh, Mark, if this is the end for Sproles, 34 years old, uh, coming off this type of injury. And the thing that's most frustrating, well, it's a terrible break for the guy, but what's also frustrating is that he was the guy that looked good in that backfield. I know they got healthy a little bit back there this past, past week, but he was moving well, still looked great despite being 34, and now he's done. Yeah, and it was it was disturbing watching this. It, when it happened, you could hear him audibly cry out um, in a word that I'm not allowed to say on this podcast. I don't know what I'm allowed to say on the show, but like he was <laughs> hey, hey, hey. intense pain. And then, <laughs> not you know, no. it, it removes a versatile, productive guy who is one of the more underrated offensive players of this NFL, this current time period. I mean, Sproles has been incredible for the Eagles. They do think I do the thing that is, they have a, had a committee all along here. I think Wendell Smallwood, like Garrett Blunt, I thought finally looked pretty good against the Giants. Corey Clement, they've got guys. So it's not that it's the, you know, you have one running back and nothing else, but it's a big loss to what they can do on offense. The fact that he tore his ACL and broke his arm on the same play, like that's just brutal in and of itself. And he said before the season started that 2017 was going to be his last year. So... I don't know if it's going to be like a Steve Smith senior scenario where maybe he does just come back for for one more again because the season ended so early. But it puts the Eagles in a tough spot because now they're going to have Torrey Smith returning punts. And he played – Sproles played a big part in the running back rotation as well as special teams. Also, Torrey Smith, not a guy known for his hands. So let's see how that works out. Darren Sproles is – Five foot six. You can tell on game two. And he has had such a unique career that he is beloved in three NFL cities. You cannot find many players of the last 25 years that had a career that where he made that big of an impact, where Chargers fans love Darren Sproles. Saints fans have missed him since the day he was gone, and Eagles fans love him too. He is in the top 10, and you said greatest offensive players, and he's such a good returner. Top 10 all time in all-purpose yards, if you include return yards and yards from scrimmage. Like, that, that is an incredible achievement it's, for a guy who's my yeah. height. I yeah. remember him on old Chargers teams. They had a wild upset of the – 
Peyton Manning-led Colts one game. It was some primetime game, if I'm not mistaken. And it was sort of a breakout affair for Darren Sproles. And it was like, who is this guy? A, he looks legitimately like a child compared to some of these massive defensive linemen. But he's getting right by him, and he's a fun player to watch. Anytime anyone uses the word diminutive, they're talking about Darren Sproles. <laughs> yep, like that's typically. Those a and B, those two just go together. And the, the last time, did, did this his injury bring back memories for anybody else of one of the more memorable Super Bowl injuries? That happened not too long ago. Jeremy Lane, the Seahawks cornerback, oh, yeah. uh, he, I think, tore his uh, ACL and broke his arm on the same play, too. It was a different type of play, but it's just it's just weird to imagine going through those. Oh, both rehabs at the same time, awful. I feel, for the guy. Uh, moving on, Odell Beckham. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. All right, so we talked about it on uh, Sunday's show. Uh, you know, I found it kind of strange. I'm just going to say strange, <laughs> and I find Odell Beckham kind of strange really weird. in general that he scored two touchdowns. The first time he scored a touchdown, he pretended to be a dog and then peed on the end zone. <laughs> uh, and then the second time, he evoked uh, Tommy Smith at the 1968 Summer Olympics by raising his right hand in the air and balling his hand into a fist. It was just a weird order, juxtaposition of it all. Uh, and after the game, uh, it was kind of weird because after the game, he, he – just said that he was a dog. He just explained he was a dog when he was asked, why did you do that? Uh, and then, Greg, and, and what you uh, hit on when we were talking earlier today, I agree with you. On Twitter, someone said, oh, maybe this has something to do with President Trump uh, calling players, you know, son of a bitch, maybe a bitch dog. And he seemed to kind of run with that potentially as, as the explanation. Yeah, it's unclear. You know, he responded to that on Twitter, and I don't know. I, know, I don't need to – try to figure out what Odell Beckham is saying. You never will. Twitter. It doesn't yeah. really matter. But the, the interesting thing, too, is that John Mara, the, the Giants owner, came out pretty strongly that he was unhappy with Odell Beckham and is going to have a talk with him. And Doug Peterson, the Eagles coach, was very unhappy about it. So I'm not really sure. I feel like if well, that was Odell like, Beckham's I mean, message, Billy then Doug. why wouldn't he have said that on Sunday when he was asked about it? Yeah. But, but the fact that the Giants are going to sit down and talk to him about this. It's also the day with obvious overt distractions. And you're expecting certain things. Celebrations are now allowed. That's, in, you know, in theory, a good thing. But then you get this. It's like it added another, another giant subplot for a team that is struggling right now and does not need additional weighty subplots. This has always been the <laughs> thing with Beckham. Like, he's been doing <laughs> stupid celebrations. At the, he's always been lauded for them no matter what. Like, that drove me crazy last year when he was like, he, he knocked the net over, and then for, like, four straight weeks, oh, he would, yeah. like, hug the net, kiss the net, and then he proposed to the net. Everybody's like, oh, that wacky Odell, he's doing it again. It's like, it's not a great bit. It's not the best bit. And this is another example, uh, to me, not not the best bit. But I like he, the hurdles that he did. The, the hurdles are good. good. I like the hurdles. Good. But I think, here's the thing. First of all, Doug Peterson, pipe down. Uh, I'm sure you're upset about it. So get over it. But, <laughs> you know, Giants ownership is going to talk to Odell Beckham, but what's that really going to do? Beckham is the Giants. He's become wanna, bigger than the team. He's coming off a fantastic game. Why are we talking about the amazing game he had because of this? Right. The question should be to the Giants ownership, what are you really going to do? Nothing. Nothing at all. And the fact that he thought about this ahead of time, he clearly did, and like was like, yeah, that's what I'm going to do, and I'm going to do that on my first touchdown. And if he were like a third-string long snapper, he would be he would be looking for work at like yeah. Rite Aid right. right now. So it's, <laughs> they're going to do nothing is what they're going to do. You're right. Anybody that listens that works at Rite Aid, it's a great I love Rite store. Aid. It's, it's right not enough. I'm just saying, why not get a former right? NFL player <laughs> on your staff if you could get one? That's the only problem that I would say that, and he's an, a very unusual personality, Odell Beckham, but 
they've kind of let him go unchecked this long. And now I really do think he's bigger than the team and he's the biggest star in the team and he's the biggest star in New York. There's nothing they can do. There's nothing he's not gonna get suspended or anything. It's what are they gonna say to him? Like what nothing. are they really going to say? They're they're gonna just admonish him for like, Oh, you shouldn't have done that. That was in bad. I mean, taste. it's great ownership. Like the Mares are like arguably the most respected owners in the league, but I don't know, we'll see. All right. That's what's happening in the news. I can't wait to see what he has in store next week, guys. <laughs> um, all right. Moving on. It's time, uh, everybody. This is exciting. As I scramble through my notes, Christian Anderson does such a nice job every week uh, setting me up, and then I just let him down every week. Uh, this is the shoulders of greatness. <laughs> Presented <laughs> by Head and Shoulders. Oh, yeah, we love our sponsors, and we love shampoo and conditioner, and one takes out a step. Well, it's safe, less plastic. One, it's all in one bottle. We have it in our bathroom. Time, total ah. time saver. We do. Total time saver. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Who will have the shoulders of greatness uh, on Thursday between the Packers and the Chicago Bears? And uh, let's go around the room. I want you guys to throw out somebody that's going to have some mm, – Great shoulders. Mm. Like me to start? Sure. <laughs> I think the most interesting player in this entire game outside of Aaron Rodgers is Tariq Cohen. Yeah. And the combination of him and Jordan Rodgers, but I'll just talk about Cohen. I think it I think it actually Jordan, uh, Howard. Howard. Oh, so it'd Jordan, be great if Jordan Rodgers. Yeah, excuse got me, Jordan involved. Howard. I feel like it's overdue. It is overdue. Aaron, why won't you talk to us? This thing Get is, over or, it, bro. This is already completely off the rails. Um I, Chicago, a team that I kind of just utterly dismissed, and I've learned at this point that anything that I dismiss in August is bound to come back and bite me. How about the Bears? I mean, they actually have to play around their quarterback, not unlike a few other teams, and Howard and Cohen have made them interesting to watch, and they actually helped win that game last week for them. So I, I think yeah, this, I, I don't, this, this does not, to me, line up to be just a typical – Bears-Packers game where I'm just going to watch it on GameCast because it's going to be about 45-7. to 7. I think Chicago has the elements to stay in this, and it starts with the run game. Yeah, the offensive line has done a really good job opening holes for them too. But Tyreek – is it Tariq or Tyreek? Or Tariq? I think it's Tariq Cohen. Okay. That's what I thought. I've yeah. heard it a couple different ways, though. But you watching Philly him – people say things strange. <laughs> that's true. Watching him play, he's so much fun to watch. Um, so I don't want to copy off of yours. I'm going to take a different guy. Um, what about Geronimo Allison after last week? I really I really liked that play. Or I could go with Marcus Cooper, maybe. He just These, comes back. Or you could go with one totally of the names on the card himself. here. You could do that, too. You can pick who oh, you want. That's okay. okay. I, like I got to pick no one. No one would know. No one would know. Any great performance goes uh, off all right. script. So. Uh, cool. Yeah, no, you got to stay on script. No, no, no. All right, I'll stay on script. I'll go with Mike Glennon. <laughs> Shoulders of greatness, Mike how Glennon. Did, how did Mike Glennon get on this card as an option? They're very, they're very high. They're, they're, the shoulders are higher than almost than anyone else's shoulders That's in true. the entire NFL. They are up there. Is that a, a neck joke? No, I just oh. he's tall. I him mean, they're, oh that, they're ah. like him and like DeForest Buckner yeah. with their shoulders. They're above the ground. I don't know if he's gonna have the great, greatest shoulders. He hasn't had them yet. I How mean, about, uh, yeah. you know, Aaron Rodgers seems like a good option against the Chicago Bears. It, it's, uh, you know, a matchup he's done fairly well in. I feel 14 like every and four against Chicago. He's been in primetime and he's destroyed them. This game's in Green Bay. It, he was about, it's interesting, he was about a quarter away from people saying, like, Aaron Rodgers off to another slow start because no one really talked about that. Their passing game was not very good yeah. both of the first two weeks and the first half against the Bengals. And then Aaron Rodgers kind of did what he does every season. He started to heat up 
and, and played well. Right. Well, he is 14 and four against the Bears, which is a, a thorn in the side of all Chicago fans. But he is 0 and four on prime time. Does that mean Ooh. anything? Hubba, hubba. It, it's smart to say it means literally nothing. So that's what I'll say. It means absolutely nothing that he's <laughs> never beaten them on prime. Time. You know whose shoulders feel great or are going to feel great on Thursday, even despite the struggles on Sunday? Jay Cutler. Because Jay Cutler would just go to Green Bay every year with the Bears He's and get the absolutely card. destroyed. Listen, the card there you go. has all the answers on it. I understand I that. didn't know this. Sorry, Christian. <laughs> <laughs> Big show for Christian. Christian is in on, his, on his car running home by this point. He's done with this. Um, but, but Jay Cutler will not lose to the Packers as a member of the Bears. And I feel like he's going to feel good about that on Thursday. Anyway, we'll, uh, <laughs> next time you hear us talking about this game will be our Thursday show where we'll recap the game. Uh, but uh, that's it. The shoulders of greatness. And, you know. Presented by uh, Head and Shoulders. Yeah. Nice seg, guys. One of our better segs, I'd say. Totally. All time. Yeah. Super smooth. <laughs> right up right up there. All right, moving on. It's time for Bizarro Hot Takes. All right. So, week three, like Odell Beckham, weird. All these things that the football cognoscenti thought were going to play out didn't play out. So, Trying to get ahead of the curve a little bit here. Trying to beat the other. There's a reason why we're such an incredibly successful mm-hmm. NFL podcast is because we're playing chess. It's our power of predictions over the years. That's what <laughs> yeah. really yeah. put us over the top. What's our lock? An uh, intense track record. Lock record right now? We are, I believe, two and eight on locks this year. So wildly successful. So what we're trying to do here is get Leverage better. that. Yeah, oh, we're, okay. yeah, we're trying to get better. <laughs> so that's what Bizarro Hot Takes is about. It's about it's kind of like guessing what's going to happen on Sunday, but going completely against conventional wisdom because that's how week three works. So I'm going to throw out some headlines here, and you guys can tell me if they are believable at all is something that could happen. But then keep in mind, last week, a lot of the things that happened were not believable at all until they did. So here we go. Okay. First one, the Cleveland Browns dominate the Bengals, dropping Cincinnati to 0-4. Anybody buying that that could actually happen? I view the game as, yes, I view the game as a coin toss to start with. Dominate dominate coin is toss, interesting, interesting because I don't can't remember the last time Cleveland dominated. You have to go back to 2014 to a time they dominated anyone in a game, and that was uh, smoke and mirrors. So I, I'd be a little concerned. <laughs> Cleveland has a lot of issues when I watch them. Their defense completely fell apart last week, but I don't think that the Bengals, uh, that one – they had against Green Bay, nice half, but they have done overall a very poor job on the season in Cleveland. They can take them down. If the Browns are going to do it, they need to get their run game going. That's one thing that we haven't seen yet, but I think that the Bengals offense looked better, obviously, than we've seen it the first two weeks with Bill Lazor in there. Andy Dalton still doesn't really look right, though. No. but Looks, This is believable. Yeah, really? It's a road division game. To me, I agree. You know, the, maybe the Bengals are slight favorites, but let's not get carried away. These are two of the worst teams in the league playing each other. Whoever loses this game, it's going to be some hot seat action. Mm. For the some coach. hot butt? I don't oh, use you know that. I love that wow. hot butt. I don't use that. Oh, me. give me that hot butt all day. I mean, I'm just saying whichever coach loses this game is going to be 0-4 and be so under a little disturbing. fire. I think I the Hugh Jackson honeymoon might – might kind of end if they go and start. I, I think it. I think Greg, you made a great point last week that that Colts game was the game they needed to go in and show what they were about. Please end this, thank you. Please. It's so yeah. awful. Yeah, and they and they got killed in that game until the late comeback in garbage time. They they absolutely need to make a statement. Let's here. let's move on. I worry, Mark, about the Joe Mixon breakout game happening in Cleveland. Well, it's Ooh. breakout games happen in Cleveland. I think it's going to happen back soon. To my time watching them in the mid '80s, so it's possible. You know, 150 total yards type thing. We'll see. Moving on. 
Tom Brady's hot streak, and he's been super hot the last two weeks. He's always hot. Right, Greg? But on the field, super hot, I think nine touchdowns, comes to a crashing halt uh, in a Panthers victory. How about that? Mm. How believable? Well, uh, I think the least the least hot take thing ever was predict would be predicting Dan would make this one of his hot takes. <laughs> like if, what, if we do this segment 15 times, Tom Brady having a bad game is on it 15 well, times. Well, you, you know me well. That's, I'll give it to you. <laughs> so can it happen? Now, let's look at it. He did get shut down in week one. He has looked tremendous the last two weeks, uh, obviously. But the Panthers, we were talking the Panthers up. They were the number one defense in the league going into week three. Didn't go so well for them against the Saints. Is it possible? I don't think so. I don't I, think so. I don't think yeah. so. Yeah. Not at all. I mean, if Cam and the Panthers can't, can't take advantage of the Saints defense, I don't know how they're going to even score points in this one. Mm. Now, the Patriots' defense is not anything great. They but have allowed we're so many yards. We're just talking about, talking about Tom Brady. Brady. Tommy. Can't t- because he did get beat up last week, too. That yeah. is always, you know, maybe they can get after him. Eh. He just finds a way. A bad game for him is like 340 yards in like two touchdowns. Yeah. Well, so, go to week one. That's a bad game. Yeah, but that, that happens once a season tops. Their tackle situation has been bad this year. Nate Solder's not playing well. Uh, they, they, Marcus Cannon's not really playing well. You can see him getting hit a lot. I don't think it, it's crazy to think that this could be a, more of a defensive game because I do still believe in the Panthers. All right, let's move on. Connie, you're going to get us going on this one. The okay. Colts become the latest team to shut down the Seattle Seahawks' troubled offense. The Colts do it. Oh, my God. I mean, who would predict that? Whoa. But that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to get ahead of the curve here. You know what? I I feel like this actually could happen because the Seahawks have not looked good at all. I don't know what is going on with them. And Jacoby Brissett, I I always want to say brisket. It's a problem. (laughs) Jacoby Brissett uh, is like now that he has a little bit more time in the offense. Slice me off a piece of that. Yes, but this is not about Jake Brisket. This is about that Seahawks troubled offense. Okay. Yeah. Can, okay. Is it going to get shut down once again against the mediocre Colts? I'd be concerned if Doug Baldwin is not on the field. He was he was Ooh. sort of the center central force of that offense last week, and and they did a lot through the air, but the box score. But is, this is not is, about Doug Baldwin. This is about the no, Seahawks. Stay on top. Oh, no, that's right. That's right. Mark's right. No, this is about Seattle's <laughs> offense. I don't think Seattle's offense. How, I'm being really nice. I'm trying to guide Colleen back to the Let's, heart of the segment. There we go. I'm trying to do it subtly, but I'm doing my best as the host. Okay. Okay. Mark, you're right. Got it. Got, got it. Got it. Got it. It's on the Seattle right. offense. Oh I started God. to become completely confused myself. So. This is like the sandwich thing. I can't, all right. Got it. I got it. Or it's, you know, you. this is like number seven on your depth chart of important That's things not true. to do this week. Ooh. That's oh. not true. Oh, I love this. He's a network talent. Alan Heat. <laughs> I'm booing I'm, you. That's I'm me joking. booing you. I'm joking. Greg has said he's heard a lot of booing. There's more. The crowd, the crowd should be throwing <laughs> The Seahawks have no run game. Just, How just, about that? That works. Poking the bear. Hey, the Seahawks offense has been worse than the Colts defense this year. There's not even a question. Yeah. And the Seahawks offense, by the way, hasn't exactly been playing the best defenses in the league. I mean, oh. the Packers, the Titans, yeah, they're they're fine. They're okay defenses. And they're, they're not great. Do defenses. you give any credence to what happened in the later stages of that game against Tennessee? I mean, it's, it was very imbalanced. It's not a kind of offense I think you get far with. But they chalked up points and yards. I got to see them put together four quarters. I agree. With I you. don't think it's. I I think it would, I, they possible. could definitely struggle again. It's with possible. that said, for, you know, it's on Sunday night football in Seattle. They get healthy. It's a major problem if they don't do it. But let's see another one. Here we go. Two more. 
Steelers offense finally comes to life. A 40-point explosion in Baltimore, of all places. Another defense that had a bad week in week three, but we like a lot overall. Uh, the Steelers have really struggled to put it together. Big Ben hasn't played very well. Le'Veon Bell is doing things but not producing at his no- normal rate when healthy. What do you think, Mark? I do not think this is possible because I think if I take one thing from last week that I think will not be duplicated and will be quickly eradicated as a week-to-week thing is Baltimore's offense looking as bad as they did. I think this team, John Harbaugh made it clear, he does not want to go back to London ever again, he basically said. I think that trip <laughs> affected them. I don't think that this is a defense that suddenly, after looking great for two weeks, is going to just do what they did in week three over and over. No. That's a nice narrative for them. And I get why they're playing that card, but come on. That's that's excuse-making of the highest order. This is, wouldn't be surprising at all. I need these takes to be a little hotter because Ben <laughs> Roethlisberger and Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell and an offensive line that's been there, they will never shock me if they go out there and put 500 yards up. Yes, they've, they've 40 been, points? I mean, That's what he said, 40 points. I'm not, 40, buying, hey, if not Blake, buying 40 if points. If Blake Bortles can do it, Ben That's a great point. Well, then the team yeah. we were calling the best, best team 40. in 40, the okay, best team, fair. the best defense in the AFC of five days ago suddenly is like, a trash heap. Like Colleen, I needed to listen a little closer to, <laughs> <That's> the, to <laughs> that. Sorry. And finally, Monday give Night Colleen Football. One more chance. Yeah, Connie, here we go. All right, so listen. <laughs> now pay attention. The Steelers offense. I'm talking about the Steelers offense against the Ravens defense here. <laughs> no, I get it. No, He's we're right? moving no? on to a new. Oh. I'm going to give you a fresh start. <laughs> I want you to pay very close attention to who – the teams and players. The LSD has set in. I need to see it in writing. All right. <laughs> All right, here we go. You can see it right there on the screen, too. Okay. Colleen mentally thinking, in the C block of the power <laughs> ranking show, I need to set up Elliot. Got to come up with some Z. Are, you, are uh, you sure the Titans uh, are better no. than, than the Texans? I need to – Elliot threatened me to make a compliment of his hair. <laughs> I need to hit that hard in the C block. All right, here we go. All Ready? Right. All right. Monday Night Football yep. talk. Yep. Kareem, Kareem Hunt's September hot streak – Halted by Redskins. Kareem Hunt has played no, very well. That's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. No, I don't. I don't think at this point Kareem Hunt looks so good. Don't start talking about Kirk Cousins. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> Kareem. This is all about Kareem Hunt. Here we go. He's getting the bulk of the touches there. He's gone over 100 yards from scrimmage in I think uh, three straight games now. He makes these awesome huge chunk plays and helps them seal the win. Look at what he's doing on the ground. 10.1 yards per carry. That's amazing. He's no an MVP way. candidate. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Now. No, I, I'm, I'm with Connie on this one. I did it. You, you, know, you nailed it. Yes. <laughs> I, Up top. I don't think – I don't think – this. I can see this happening. You know, you should play this clip for Greg Minuski because every uh, – <laughs> Every uh, every telecast, the broadcaster talks about how angry Greg Minuski was about everyone giving given credit. Pete Schrager gave, you know, was saying how oh he was sick of hearing about how Sean McVay was some offensive genius, and they shut down the Rams. He was sick of hearing this was a tough matchup against the Raiders, and he made Derek Carr look like a yeah you know, like he had a tough game, one of the worst Derek Carr and Raiders offensive games ever. So if they can shut down the Raiders, they can shut yeah, down. Yeah, that's fine. This is in Kansas City, which I think is the toughest place to play. In the NFL right now so I I just think they're going to be feeling it and this is a Chiefs team that finally I'm excited to watch that are aggressive I think he's going to have a shut down shut down means what less than 40 yards or something bad game it's a bad game that I don't see does he have to explode for 280 no he could be in the middle there somewhere are you saying Greg that uh, Minuski diffused the Schrag bomb Ooh. <laughs> all, all I'm saying as I watch bomb squad is click the yellow wire eat it Schrago it, 
in each of the last <laughs> in each of the last two weeks, the the broadcasters have relayed a story that they spoke with Minuski and he was breathing hot fire mm. to them. So I think that fire sexy. is you know it's carrying over to his team. I think passion is sexy. He reminds me of one of those like super intense like Pop Warner coaches from your youth. It was like some <laughs> guy's dad, and he was like he is getting off work out of the <laughs> office. He's hitting practice hot. I mean, Schrager's talented. Sideline guy. He does it Warning all. Morning show yeah. host. Busy man. The the coach who's like muzzled in his like mid manager role and he yeah. can't even get an office. He has a cubicle. He's like an animal let out of a cage. He <laughs> like a bunch of like sixth grade boys. All that rage, yeah. all that rage on eleven year old boys. Uh, all right, there you go. There's some bizarre hot takes for you. Let's move on. And it is time, Greg. Get excited. Get excited, Greg, because it is time for the subreddit super contest week two. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> All right, so you guys know the background here. Uh, last week, contest began 0 for 3. The, the users on the subreddit, the Around the NFL subreddit, have a chance to get two game tickets to any game across uh, this country in London. That's a great prize. And away we go, okay? All you got to do. It's legit. Good job by Dan. Yeah. You know, I've given you some grief with the contest. Yeah. But the prize and the work that you did behind the scenes to get oh, these thanks, tickets buddy. for our Tickets are really are expensive. Fantastic. Juicy gift. Um. Yeah, and I didn't do all the work alone, Mark Brady. No, you did it all alone. All right, here we go. So (laughs) four questions. You got to get them all right. You get one wrong, you're gone, and I'm not going to be nice to you either. You're just gone. Erica, loose cannon, we cut the line as soon as they they fail. You're out of here. Gone. All right, so let's start it up. Uh, Who do we got first? Here we have um, Eric from Chicago. You there, Eric? Uh, Yeah, I'm here. What's up, guys? All right, Eric. Hey, Hey, Eric. Eric. All right, Eric. Here Let's you do go. this, Eric. Let's you do can it, end buddy. it. You can end it right here. <laughs> We're all counting I, on you. Yeah, I could be a certified tomato can, but I'm going to try to end this. Is uh, <laughs> who's your favorite team? Bears? Uh, big Steelers fan. I was at Steelers Bears weirdest game you could ever go to. Mm. Terrible. <laughs> wow. Uh, it was a very strange game, and it was a strange week. All right, here we go. Uh, you know the rules, right? Yeah. Don't pull yeah. any of this malarkey like last week. Somebody's like, pass, pass. No, there's no pass. <laughs> you got to get four in a row and that's it. No malarkey. All right, here we go. Here's the first question. This well-traveled backup threw for a career-best 369 yards and three touchdowns to lead the Vikings to a win on Sunday. Wow. Case Keenum. All right. See, I mean, that's okay. Yeah. Let your freak flag fly. I'm getting, Greg, Greg's liking that question. I warmed you up a Current little bit. Current events. I warmed you up a little bit. All right, here we go. Eric from Chicago, big Steelers fan. Name three active players who have won Super Bowl MVP honors. Three active players. The second I hear a non-active player, you're gone. Sure. Uh, Tom Brady, Eli Manning, Drew Brees. That's correct. We're halfway home. Whoa! Halfway home. You feel the tension building? My my heart is racing. (laughs) (laughs) You're doing great. Me too, Eric. Eric, you want to tell Greg how great this segment is? Uh, I think it's going great. <laughs> a little lukewarm. Yeah. A little lukewarm. All right, here we go. Number three. Now, like I said, I mix in some ATN podcast trivia. Are you a regular listener? I would assume so if you're on the subreddit, Eric. That's right. Okay. What film did Mark Sessler call, quote, full of heart from start to finish? That was draft day with Ooh. Kevin Costner. Whoa! Oh, my Erica God! Lyon. He is one, one question away from 
Two tickets. Eric knows that I was savagely misquoted. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> well, they, you know. I went, I went to the midnight release of that movie with my wife, and what? both were very disappointed. <laughs> As All right, he's won the contest. That's it. Oh wait, no. All right, we are now one away from doing it, from oh, handing out God. those two tickets to Steelers. What a great team they are. They're still trying to get their, their act together. Yep. And maybe the game you go to, if you get this question right, is the game where their offense goes full flight. Pittsburgh-Cleveland. They drop a 50-burger when you go. That could happen That's in this great. reality. That sound is Eric's heart right now. <laughs> I, it's in my throat. <laughs> All right, one question away. You ready, Eric? Um, yeah. I wanted to make you think maybe the phone dropped out. <laughs> <laughs> Here it comes. Name this person speaking. Dan Hansen. Wow. <laughs> Von Miller's, uh, you know, he's really stepped up. He, he did the whole season, but especially these last two games against really great offensive teams to shut, help shut them down. Coach, can you sleep tonight now? <laughs> no, I'm going to party all night. Come on with me. Name him. Oh, my gosh. Oh, no! Is there any way I can hear it one more time? Please? I'll leave it up to Greg. Sure. All yes. Right, one more time. All right. Hmm. And then wow. you got to answer right away. <laughs> Von Miller's, uh, you know, he's really stepped up. He did the whole season, but especially these last two games against really great offensive teams to shut, help shut them down. Coach, can you sleep tonight now? <laughs> no, I'm going to party all night. Come on with me. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I'm taking it that it's one of Vance Joseph's coaches. Um, I'm going to say. Need an answer. I know, I know, I know. Um, Two seconds. Is, All right. Is it, uh, what, so not, not, Hang up. No. Hang up. Aww. Very close. Oh, so Greg is crushed. Get in tight on Greg. Look at the face. That is the face of disappointment. And I'm disappointed, too. I thought he had it. I thought it was a good had last it. question. It's a good last question. Good right. job, Eric. Thanks. He's gone. That doesn't count. Eric I failed. know. I know, I know. Not good enough. All right, let's move on. Uh. I think a lot of listeners are going to lose their minds hearing that. All right. This is the subreddit. <laughs> this is the subreddit super contest. <laughs> Connie, do we have to? You have to go. I have to go. Okay. I'm sorry. Big meeting. Big yeah. meeting. Big gotta meeting. Go to a meeting. We're only half a show. She's on three That's other. That's not true. Shows. <laughs> She's got to go. All right. Connie's going. All right. But the contest goes on. Bye to the tiny box. Great, great performance today by uh, Colleen. And you did get the. Uh, Thank you. You did that segment with the bizarre hot takes. By the end of it, you were in it. You were in. You were in. All right, who's next on the line? Loose Cannon. We have Eric. Apparently, I like choosing people with names that sound similar to mine. Hmm. Hmm. Eric from where? Eric. Hey, I'm from I'm from Minneapolis. Eric from where? Minneapolis. Eric from Minneapolis. Alrighty. All right, Eric. Uh, you a Vikings <laughs> fan or no? Big time, unfortunately. Right. There you go. <laughs> I know it's tough, but Got you know some what? Hope. Got some Things hope. are going okay so far this season. I, Case Keenum is yeah. unstoppable, and uh, you know what? I might even think you might get the uh, first question right. Let's get into it. Good luck to you, Eric. Two tickets on the line. Let's do it. This well-traveled backup threw for a career-best 369 yards and three touchdowns to lead the Vikings past the Bucks on Sunday. 
Case Keenum. Very good. Well done. Well, that was Hot a stuff. layup, especially a Vikings fan. <laughs> that, was, that was beyond a layup. Well, with the name mentioned two seconds before the question, that yeah. helped you. Here we go. Name three active players who have won Super Bowl MVP honors. Uh, Tom Brady. Which one? Uh, Aaron Rodgers. Two. <clears throat> and Eli Manning. That's correct. Nails it. We're halfway home. Nice work. Now, this one is going to be podcast-related. What film did Mark Sessler call, quote, full of heart from start to finish? <laughs> uh, it's, the, it's the draft movie. I can't know what is the name of that movie. It's just called The Draft. Oh, no. Um. Come on, Eric. Day. Oh, he nailed it. He pulled it out. He Googled it. He Googled it, it, everybody. (laughs) We don't care if he Googled it. No Googling. And here's the thing. (laughs) (laughs) The final question. And let me tell you something. Google ain't going to help you here. I'm not saying you did. Oh, shoot. (laughs) You just got to know it. It is an audio question. Listen up. Wow. (laughs) Von Miller's a... You know, he's really stepped up. He, he did the whole season, but especially these last two games against really great offensive teams to show, help shut them down. Coach, can you sleep tonight now? <laughs> no, I'm going to party all night. Come on with me. Whose voice is that? Holy cow. Name I'm going to party only. The person speaking. Didn't sound like Gronk, even though it sounded like something Gronk would say. That is definitely not Gronk. And we got to say goodbye. Oh, so close. So close. We got to we gotta prep these guys. Listen closely yeah, I to think the, the I question. Think, I think he made it, maybe didn't hear Von Miller, and it would have taken you to a whole different problem. place. Got three deep. That question's getting tricky. All right. It comes down to this. Who do we got, Erica? One more loose cannon. We've got Dennis. Dennis, where are you from? Hey, I'm from Rancho Cucamonga, California. Hey, ah, nice. California With guy. Justin Hathaway, our I old mean, boss, used to live. Yes. It, is, it is your lucky day because two callers has got have gotten to the final question, but they've blown it, Dennis, giving you a chance here. All right. That sounds good. Although, uh, you know, trivia is not my thing, but either you know it or you don't know it. I'm just happy to be on with the heroes. I'll give it my best shot. All Rock right. and roll. Who's your team, by the way? Seahawks. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Good luck. This well-traveled backup threw for a career-best 369 yards and three touchdowns to lead the Vikings past the Bucks on Sunday. Chase Keenum. Oh, yeah. Nice. Well done. One down. Name three active players who have won Super Bowl MVP honors. Oh, man. Three active players that have won Super Bowl MVP honors. Okay, so Tom Brady. One. Uh, vanquishing my, my Seahawks, of course. Um, oh, let's see. Um, uh, Needs sorry, answers. guys. Um, <laughs> um, so the other Super Bowl MVPs. Okay, so um, uh, Matt Ryan. Oh, wow. We got to say, wow. <laughs> say goodbye. No. Oh, Dennis. Egon. Tough turn of events for Greg. And a, and a tragic turn for Greggy because it's coming back in week it three. Can, 
Yeah, let's be honest. Matt Ryan's the worst answer. Um, well, that's nerves. Any, that's nerves. In any trivia. That's nerves. Oh, that's just no. Nerves. So you no. were just saying before that it's very tough uh, when they're on the air. That, that was, I know. Those are nerves. Wes and I know, nice you know, it, you're not yourself with the, when, the, when the clock is on and it's, it's tough. You know. And by the way. But Matt. Full of heart from start to finish. <laughs> delivers on the great tension of the NFL draft. But. While showing how human the entire process <laughs> That is. will be fine. <laughs> Mark Sessler, <laughs> NFL.com. You're out of your mind. Yeah, I am. Haven't I proved that already? I like how, by the way, through this whole nonsense, Dan Helley, who was on the poster for this show, for that movie, and on our website, skates free entirely with in an equally hideous, uh, you know, review. And by the way, that he's, is... He's not a host on this show, though. That's... Well... That was Wade Phillips, by the way. The yeah. Broncos defensive coordinator after Super Bowl 50. And I'm frankly, I was surprised, especially Eric number one. I thought he had it. That was Wade Phillips on the field after the Broncos shut down, uh, of course, yeah, had the, the Carolina words, Panthers. Had the words, I, I think Von Eric, Miller had the word coach in there. It had that I think Eric number draw. two, who was very confident in his first three answers, did not hear Von, Von Miller. Well, that's that's that's, that's my theory. But All right. That's a subreddit super contest for week two. We're coming back, Greg, week three. I'm telling you, I I try to help them out this week, and I don't know how much easier I can get before it just starts insulting people's intelligence. I gotta, you know, I gotta go back to the lab. I'm starting to have a little bit of concerns that there's some yeah. 1940s, 50s quiz show stuff going on <laughs> here. That these, you know, like ooh Johnny from Rancho Cucamonga, <laughs> Dennis is really, you know, Dan's best friend from the uh, Coal Town. It's actually a good one. idea. Just idea. got different Dan Dan <laughs> friends getting oh, get it to the fourth question. Sound really smart. <laughs> ask ask for it to be repeated a second time. I mean, Greg, I could oh, see him for this to have legs. So it has to go at least fourteen, fifteen weeks. So you know, I thought it was over. I thought it was I did over too for the first guy up today, but it wasn't. So again, watch out for Erica on the subreddit next Monday. She'll put up another thread, and uh, you could be picked. Uh, the live stream of the ATN show, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. And don't forget about the NFL Pick'em on NFL Network on Saturdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Eastern, and 11 p.m. Eastern. And then Sunday morning at 6 a.m. Eastern. But that's it for this show. Thank you for everyone. Thank you to everyone for listening. Thank you for the listeners, even the two Den- even the Dennis and the two Eric's. Maybe next time. Dan Hand is signing off for The Quiet Storm. Connie Fox. The boss and everyone on the glass till Thursday. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. So should we go electric? I think we should go electrified with Toyota. Electrified? 
Electrified means options. Yes, we could go all electric with a Toyota BZ4X, but then there are hybrids like Grand Highlander, or we could do something in between like a RAV4 plug-in hybrid. So Toyota is electrified diversified? Yup, and with more options for reducing carbon emissions, the closer we all get to Toyota's Beyond Zero vision for the future. Exactly. How much coffee have you had this morning? Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.